I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. Hey there, Nels. Hi, Jesse. Episode 78? 78. 78. Whispers in Nalubale. Whispers in Nalubale. And Nels, what is a Nalubale? Nalubale is a place. It's a, it, it is a hydroelectric power generation station over the White Nile in present-day Uganda. Well, hot damn. I looked that up. Thanks, Wikipedia. Because <laughs> <laughs> before that, I said, what the hell is a Nalubale? Yeah. It turns out. It turns out. Things about a cool dam. Very cool. So we're here. We talk about the newest expansion, which is, of course, Whispers in Nalubale. Uh, what do you want to do now? Just take it away? Oh, we're starting at the top. We're starting start at the top. Start at the top. we got a new <laughs> wild anarch friend. That's right. Named Freedom Kumalo, I want yeah. to say. Freedom Kumalo, a crypto anarchist. Very cool. Now, what does our friend who's named Freedom <laughs> do for Lives it? for it. 4515, zero links, so standard guy. Except, except, there's one, one notable thing that he does, and that is once per turn... You may remove X virus counters from your installed cards. Plural. <laughs> cards, correct. <laughs> to trash a card that maybe that you accessed at no cost, even if it cannot normally be trashed. X is that card's res or play cost. All right. Zero so, link. Quickly important to note. Okay. Agendas have no res or play cost, and thus you can't trash be trashed them. In this you can't fashion. trash them. But things that say like those cool cards. They have a very high trash cost, but no res cost, like, say, Breaker Bay Grid. Cost. Guess what? Guess what? Nothing. Trash it for free. You, you, don't actually, even have to, you don't have to remove. You don't even need to have any virus cards installed to trash it. That's how free this guy is. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that's, that's how free that he puts the free in freedom. That, that, that's right. Um, so we got, we got, we got kind of like a, a specific specialized Edward Kim ability, right? Yeah. Kind of like weird Edward Kim-ish, sort of. Um, it's interesting because obviously... Things, you know, like trashing a hedge fund. For five, vi- ugh, five yeah. viruses, not not that cool. Uh, IPO for eight. Yeah. Oof. Pop-ups for zero, that kind of deal, that kind yeah. of thing, right? I mean, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. That, like, just the... Because the math often is like, how potent is this thing's ability? It's like, well, it's balanced between the trash cost and the res cost. But this totally flips that on its head because there's tons of stuff that has a that is very effective but is very specialized or whatever. So it has, like, a zero or one res cost but a really high trash cost. And Freedom's just like, oh, I don't care. You can have a data sucker token. Get that thing out of here now. Yeah, pretty cool. It's uh, it's very cool. Um, and so the, the question just becomes, it's like, okay, well, how do you, what viruses do you include? Obviously, you know, the hardware that's coming from the cycle, Knob Kyrie and Friday mm-hmm. Chip, mm-hmm. obviously work great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but a thing that apparently a lot of people have found to be really useful is Yusuf, that weird virusy fractor. Okay. Just because, like, it gets virus tokens for its strength, but then it, it gets to a point where it's like, you kind of usually don't need more than two or three. Sure. But if, it's still- if you got data suckers, you need even fewer. Yeah. So you have this surplus of virus tokens. We can use to trash some stuff. Exactly. Cool. And obviously, you can sync it up with virus breeding brown stuff. So it really just feels like, obviously, if you, it's not a noise-like situation where you just go, oh, give me all the viruses. Yes. You want that? Nope. You you want someone to generate enough hefty amounts of uh, tokens to, to be able exactly, to but you still have to balance it out by having otherwise just a good deck. Yeah, the crazy power is like all cards, not like one specific. So it's like yeah, it's like Whalen being able to do the just pull from every possible advancement that's that's on the table. Yeah, but it's it's there's definitely some interesting, very just annoyingly disruptive decks here. It's just a question of exactly exactly what what the right balance of that stuff is. But I think I think some people will be able to put together a freedom deck that can be, like, really super disruptive in, sure. in, in a very cool way. It's just the way the, the, it's the way Anarchs like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Moving on, we got more Anarch stuff. What's yeah. the else? We got Tripano. Okay. Parasite. It is. Kind of? Parasite, Parasite is kind of back in a more balanced way. Exactly. Because so, Parasite, so, so uh, for those that maybe maybe don't even remember, know what true. Parasite if is. true, you came in only at Core 2.0, oh man. Parasite, you would put, it costs two, you put on a piece of ice, you would put a token on it, it would lower the strength of the ice, and every turn you would cook it again, and eventually the ice would be turned to zero strength and just explode. This, though, is a much more balanced card, I believe. Yes. So what does this one do, Nels? Uh, well, first, here's a cool fact. So, a be, being, being, being cheeky. Mm-hmm. Trepano is refers to 
Trypanosoma. It's a genus of canidoplastids. Okay. Alinophilitec group of unicellular un, unicellular parasitic flagellate protozoa. Okay. So it's just a different kind of parasite. Well done. Well done. Well done. Um, so what it does is it's it's a, just of course it's a virus program. It's two credits uh, to install one mu and you install trepano only on a piece of ice. Important to note, it does not say res dice. Oh, yes. When trepano has five or more virus counters on it, trash the host ice. And of course, familiar. When your turn begins, you may place one virus counter on trepano. Yeah. So yeah, just now weird parasite. Yeah, the problem with parasite. Basically. The problem with parasite is we had data suckers. We had ways to just strip the strength down to zero right. momentarily, but it's like, oops, the ice is just gone. Yeah. So with this, obviously, there are some other both pieces of hardware and programs that let you like move virus counters around, or obviously hive mind. All the virus counters count for everything. Sure. Um. So there are some synergies, but it's nowhere near as just grossly combinatoric as data sucker plus parasite to just yeah. instantly blow up anything. And it was like it was like the the one parasite in a shaper deck and it would just keep coming back. And yeah. Keep yeah. coming back. Yeah. And- so with this it's like it's it can definitely do work to get rid of big, ugly, troublesome pieces of ice. Yep. But we got but five turns. Exactly. Unless you're saying maybe you're accelerating it with some contamination. Yeah. Which is a new... I think it's a, the Surge replacement. Is that kind of what it is? Yeah! Sur- Surge is a very clunky card. It's very hard to work. Yep. You needed something to have an existing token on it, and it would add two for one credit. Like, it was a very, very strange clunky card. This, of course, is Contaminate, an Anarch event with one influence. Place three counters on an installed runner card with no hosted virus counters. What kind of maniac injects their own rig? <laughs> um, so this is really neat because now we can actually infect like everything. We can infect our our daily cast if we want, right? Like yeah, technically, it's, it's yes. A, an, an installed card can just have virus yep, counters living on it. So like technically, you can even if you didn't have any viruses on the table, you can still just t- chuck this on any card and use it for freedom shenanigans. Sure, yeah. that's true. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's really strange. So something. <laughs> it's pretty crazy and it yeah. is an influence of one which um when we see those cards you're like okay so is it the power level of the card that makes it low or is it they, they want something else to be playing around with viruses like it's, yeah it's that's a good question um i mean obviously you know it's nice that you can use it to like bounce back if you just got persian you've been relying on amaku as your only breaker or whatever oh, it's like oh boop, yes. zoop, actually uh back get that, to strength three get that turtle back going yeah. you can use it to the thing that i really enjoy obviously doesn't make sense with freedom but in other Anarch decks that also have viruses, you can use this to recharge Imp. Oh, yeah. Which, is, right. which is pretty nice. That is pretty nice. Three yeah. of those on Imps, yeah. man. I think, I, think you'd want, I think you'd get another Purge out of the Corp for that. Hey, if you trade a one-credit event for a, for a free <laughs> turn, and well, because you can you could use this on click one to recharge an Imp, yep. or trash something with the Imp, yep. and then if they want to Purge just your two remaining Imp tokens for a whole turn, Again, go, for, go it. for it. Man, <laughs> talk about Tempo Hood. All right, yeah. so now the Anarchs are, like, doing their big virus things. Mm-hmm. What is our old classic friends of criminals get up to here uh, on the end of the dam? The same weird stuff they've been doing for a while. Yeah. Weird stuff. But but, but Guessing at stuff and maybe getting paid. <laughs> but but it's just like, okay, aside from how complicated and strange the card is, flat out, it's, it's just embezzlement. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, They're embezzling. Just stealing. <laughs> but I guess criminals want to do it flashier because this is a complicated card. I guess. I mean, it's like, it also, you know... I presume that you're, like, stealing and then framing somebody else as the embezzler. Right. Because obviously you can only embezzle from a place you work from, because that's literally what the definition of that word means. There you go. So I guess you're, yeah, I mean, this setup where some dude has had his brain turned off. Yeah, and he's, he's like, demolition manning, like, the finger on the screen. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's, that's the... Implicit notion. Um, tell me what this weird card does. <laughs> this is a one-cost run event sabotage with for three influence out of our criminal friends. Make a run on HQ if successful. Instead of accessing cards, name asset, ice, operations, or upgrade. Then reveal two cards from HQ at random. Trash each revealed card that has the name type. Then you gain four for each card. Trash this way. <laughs> Yep. So, so you could maybe get seven credits. Yep. Uh, and t- and two cards gone. Eight Destroyed. if you're Kentenma. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If like, you guess right, you, you yeah you think you got to guess right. You got to yeah. get the two. I mean, yeah, your odds aren't terrible because usually, well, you shouldn't say usually. Yeah, it's kind of it, it. It depends a lot on what your opponent's deck is. Yes, but if you have a sense like you can probably. With reasonable odds, especially if you've been poking around HQ and you've like been seeing the same stuff over and over again, sure, like you can probably have reasonable odds to make a little bit of money and trash some of that annoying stuff. And yeah. obviously, if you name the one of those four types and nothing comes up, and instead you get an agenda, oh, but I guess instead of accessing, oh no, so oh how gross would that be? Okay. You say ah oh, operations, and then you pull out two agendas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to embezzle here. I'm not trying to win the game. <laughs> I'm just the saddest man now. Wow. Uh, yeah, that would be a piss off. Jeez. Okay. Embezzle uh, carefully, yes, folks, em- em- I guess. <laughs> wow, okay. So, a uh, bit of a strange, strange one for our criminal friends. What, uh, what, what else do they bring to the table, Mel? Speaking of strange things <laughs> for our friends. Um, cool running man, Cyber Murdolphin. Um, uh, Slipstream. It is a virtual resource. Zero to install, to influence. Whenever you pass a resed piece of ice, you may trash Slipstream. If you do, choose a piece of ice protecting a central server in the same position as the past ice. You are now approaching that ice. Okay. So <laughs> so this this isn't like you don't you don't you don't hop it, right? You don't hop correct. that ice. Correct. You just run into another piece of ice at that level. Yeah. So it's basically if there's like Two ice on a remote that are both not that taxing. And then there's a central that has something um, on the inside that's, that's really tough. pretty easy, but something on the outside that's really bad. Yeah, okay. You can go past both the ice on the remote and then jump over to the second position on the central instead. I don't think I will ever do that. <laughs> I try to stay optimistic, but I'm also like... Mm. I remember copycat, and copycat was a lot more useful to imagine using than this. Yeah, a little bit. Um, just, just like the power level strange. Yeah. I guess zero. It's 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 virtual. Uh, maybe a apex can dip. I mean, it's zero to install. Zero to install. Like zero to install yeah. to shift around with a bit of the. Uh... Oh, it really depends because like you can't really use this for that much stuff because it doesn't sync up with other run events. All the most of the run events. Yeah, right? that's right. Because like most of the run events, like. You know, blah, legwork, whatever. It says, make a run on HQ. Do this stuff. It's not make a run if that <laughs> run is on HQ, right? Yep. Um, you can use it with, like, turning wheel counters and stuff. Yep, so sure. there's not zero ways to make your central runs better, but not a ton. Yeah. It almost seems like this would be better if it was going from a central into a remote, right? Because sure. then, like, lightly liced lightly or not at all iced archives you could use it to bounce deep into some big old glacier sure but doing it the other way around it's like okay well this, for this to be useful you need at least two pieces of ice on the remote if they're doing that well they're probably building a kind of taxing glacier so the number of circumstances where it would be cheaper to run through the glacier than the central and you're also gonna like get a lot of value out of that central access kind of hard to imagine yeah very strange specific card yeah um, on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, here's something a little bit out of control. <laughs> yeah! What, what do we got here, Nels? Our, uh, our Shaper friends bought, brought to the party. It is a, a crazy, crazy, crazy f- fractor. Yes. Yeah, called Lamb. Jesse, tell me what Lamb does. Lamb is a four-cost, two-MU fractor with two strength and two influence. When you encounter a piece of ice, you may pay two to have it gain barrier until the end of the encounter. Use this ability once per turn. Spend two, break any number of barrier subroutines. Spend three, plus six strength. So Lamb is just like, no, you're a barrier. And just punches through it. So the fact that it's like a big robo hand grabbing a thing, what Lamb is... Or maybe it's Lam. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, It's a type of Senegalese wrestling. Oh, so what this program does is just say, no, grab, you're a barrier. (laughs) I don't care what you think. You're a barrier now. Yeah, talk about um, so so big overkill. If you, like 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 this is the, this is the thing that just crushes barriers, makes things into barriers, crushes them. This is kind of, this is kind of a 
this is a, a kind of a new way for uh, fracting, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> I've like I've seen some both Quetzal and Kit decks where it's like they just I mean in cases Kit it's like a decoder and this for everything else. And Quetzal's just like oh just just this just <laughs> this and and knifed and surfer and that's it and yeah. that's it um, and it's pretty nuts because like the most you're basically ever I mean obviously there are some ice that are higher than strength eight but not a lot yep uh so the most you're gonna be paying to break a thing is basically seven credits yeah right two to turn into a barrier three to get the strength up to huge and then two to break all the subs yeah whoo that's so, pretty good we're talking like any any amount of subs and, yeah and and even if it's a set if it's like a tour guide with a hundred subs it doesn't matter or yeah it's 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 yeah and unlike kit's ability it's not like the first piece of ice you encounter or whatever. It's just like, pick the worst one, pay two, and then pay two more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, talk about flexibility. Then again, only once per turn. Yeah. Sure, because, you know, you don't want to, like, if the runner's got all of that money, and just, just to be able to lom through everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, it's not busted or anything like that, but it is definitely potent. Yeah. In a way that's very interesting. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool stuff. I like it. I like I like it, and I like seeing where it'll go. And the fact that it's an extra MU cost, I think, also forces some interesting decision making. Definitely, when people often are like running pretty loose and fast. Like, very rarely do many rigs have spare MU. That's right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the decision point of this is like it's actually very cool and interesting, and I like it a lot. Definitely. So what's what? What else are the shaper rings to the party here, Nels? Yep, it's. (laughs) You say it, then I'll say it, and then we'll pick the better sounding one. (laughs) Geber, I think it's Geb Geb Geber Selassie. Yeah, Geber Selassie. Geber Selassie. Geber Selassie. Sure, sure. I'm sorry, Africa. Um, (laughs) This thing is wild. Yep. It's a unique piece of hardware. Only one crit to install. Uh, and you spend a click to host Gerber Selassie on an installed non-AI icebreaker. The host icebreaker returns to its base strength at the end of each turn rather than each encounter. So it actually makes it even better than Battering Ram and Pipeline and Gordian Blade. That's where right. it's not just till the end of the run. It's till the end of the turn. The turn, yeah. So um, you can run multiple times the same server. It'd be fine, and the same, like, it's, like, all yeah. across the board. It feels really good for stealth decks. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Right? Okay. Because, you know, you, obviously, you're limited by your stealth credits, so and when you're just like, well, I I know I'll need to pump this breaker once this turn. Yep. Period. That's it. Right? Like, I get, you know, Switchblade up to strength seven. Um, I'm good now. Or yeah, just, for sure. Did, did Switchblade rotate? I don't. Was it in the in in the Honored Prophet? I don't remember. No, it it definitely wasn't. I'm just trying to remember if it was in Lunar or at the very end. Crazy. Spin. Ooh, no. Oh, actually, I don't remember. Anyway, Refractor. Yeah, <laughs> I will only have to boost this once. One stealth credit. Um, is so that might make that might be worth like a little bit of flexibility, just like to be less dependent on needing to find your Ghost Riders or cloaks or sure. whatever. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, it, it is it is quartering. Your, it takes a chunk of like a quarter off your turn because you yeah. have to spend the click to move it. But yeah. once it's on, once there, it's on there, you're probably just gonna like, be like pick your good one and leave it. Yeah, right. It's, so that's how I guess they kind of balance it a little bit. So that's how they balanced it, right? Like yeah. to make it so you have to play it, then install it. So mm-hmm. it's technically a two click maneuver to get her over yeah. there. But it also gives you a little bit of flexibility too, where you're like, oh, I'm gonna run on that server that's just three nasty sentries. Okay, I was gonna put this on my century breaker. Yeah, and then no, move it back. No, I'm I'm good now. Um, yeah, it's cool. And it's definitely showing the strength of the 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 faction, right? Like yeah. really, really, really well. Yeah. Uh, we also got a wacky run event. <laughs> yes. Tell me about compile. This is compile. I uh, love this art so much. Yeah. Oh, of course it's from Liga. Of course it is. Yeah, okay, it good. is Liga, and it looks like it's like an actual batting ram. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it is a it is an event run, two cost run, three influence. Make a run the first time you encounter a piece of ice during this run. You may search your stack or heap for a program and install it, ignoring all costs. When the run ends, add that program to the bottom of your stack if it's still installed. 
Wow. Yeah. There's a tutor. This is a ballsy ass tutor. You're just I like know. you're just like running straight into whatever. Yeah. It's, Fish it out. I mean, the fact that it doesn't sync up with any other renovants, that's interesting. But for those up, I'm just gonna get in turns is pretty good. Um, obviously, using this to drop a fem on something. Sure. That's that's oh, great. That's so obnoxious. A fem for two, and then just pay through the subs. <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, it's uh it's cool. I mean, you can also use this if you're running that kind of pirate, so-called pirate Haley setup. Use this to fetch your grappling hook. Yep. And you use your grappling hook, and it's gone. And then you're good. Yeah. Um, and you paid two to install grappling hook, which is, I think, what it costs to install anyway. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. Thin your deck out and get that stuff out there fast. Yeah, it's interesting. These stuff. I, can, I, I mean, in, in decks where you're like, oh, if you've dedicated like a slot or two to tutoring a test run. Yeah. Could be this. Also using this to like fetch a David. That's great. Sure. Right? Yep. Because then it just goes back and the next time you need it, you can SMC it or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool And stuff. the fact that you don't have to name the program before you go is really nice. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. Do you just like fish your deck? Find the front one. Very, yeah, very cool. Find, very cool. find the thing you want and then drop it. All, cool. all out of shaper cards now. Who's next? Uh, <laughs> Twist. It's Adam. Shocking. He's his second new card of this cycle, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I, well, you can't, I think they're playing favorites, you know? I think eh, well, no, because uh, Sonny's got another card in the last pack, I'm pretty sure, called Black Hat. And I think that means there was two per many faction. Uh, for the whole cycle. Oh, there we go. Which is cool. cool. Very cool. Very cool. Got a logic bomb. Logic bomb is a zero cost virtual resource that when you it is five whopping points of influence. Yep. Um. So you may trash it, and what you do is you bypass a piece of ice you are currently encountering, and you lose any remaining clicks. Okay, that's pretty powerful. That's, yep. So you just can get through something now. Yep. Just. You just say goodbye. <laughs> wow! But it's gonna empty out your turn. Of course, if you're doing this on your last turn, or if you already if you already had spent two clicks using always be running, and you only have one click left, whatever this can just make it so that you go. It's zero to install. I mean, again, obviously, it's it's always those sort of things where you know you really want to make this count. But fortunately, this unlike some other stuff that was in this pack is totally compatible with other weird run events. Yeah. This, right. The, yeah, you can do weird run events with Adam and Yeah, you can, this you can totally legwork for this, and they're like, aha, surprise, and you're like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'll steal the rest of my clicks to make sure those legwork lands. That's I'll, worth it. I'll just logic bomb, and then I yeah. guess I'm just through. Yeah. Wow, crazy it's, power uh, stuff. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. I mean, again, five influence. It's pretty hard to see that going anywhere. I mean, maybe... There's room for it, like a really sassy Geist deck, but even that doesn't feel right. Right, and so the uh, like, like with this card, you're, it's it always sucks when the corp can't really do anything to fight anything. This is the card that kind of silver bullets through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and the power is it's like it's not like he can't res a card like blackmail or something. The card's res. The corp's done their job. They've done mm-hmm. their due diligence, and this card can still go like and just get right through. Yeah, which is like. Pretty, it's pretty strong. Yeah, it's, but the fact that it's trash, go away, and it's not a program, so you can't easily recur it or whatever. Yeah. It's like okay, well, you get kind of two or three get out of jail free cards in a game. Yeah, and and you can't really tutor this. It's yeah, a virtual resource, right? Like yeah. you can't like yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well done, Adam. Grabbing that logic bomb. Now on to the 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 neutral card, Nels. Jackpot! Jackpot! It's a it's a resource. So when your turn begins, you may place one credit. It's zero to install, and it's neutral with no influence. Uh, when your turn begins, you may place one credit on jackpot. Whenever an agenda is added to your score area, you may take any number of credits from jackpot. If you do, trash jackpot. This puts the, this card puts the runner in an interesting position where you can you can just kind of try to be greedy, just like yeah, like I'll like let it tick off. But the thing is, you're gonna always want to be scoring agendas anyways and winning. The yeah, game. but it's like the choice is if you put this down and then you just got really lucky and scoring agenda, you'd be like, well, I'll just wait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait. It's not my money day. But also, you do have some amount of weird control over this, where like adding fan sites or notorieties or whatever can still pay you out with this right because it's added yeah so yeah i see yeah. i see or you can actually you can kind of control the timing with film criticing choosing when to like actually move stuff off your film critic um and then there were times when that would be advantageous <laughs> small but not zero i mean but it's like you know if it pays out 
like say three or four credits and it was zero to install and you only had to spend one click once. I mean, that's not the worst. Sure. It's not terrible, but it's not the worst. Um, yeah, and the fact that you do have like if 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 the only way that you were expecting to get paid off this was just scoring agendas, not great because usually like you need money to <laughs> to score the agendas. So I mean, like okay, it helps you recover tempo after the fact, maybe whatever. Eh, still not that compelling. But if you do have like film critics or fan sites or whatever, where you do have a little bit more control over when stuff gets added to your score area, might be worth it. Sure, maybe right because like daily casts ultimately in the, unless you career fair it like pays out five credits like five credits and three turns so you can see this paying out you know five credits and five turns but zero to install eh, not the worst yeah not amazing it's not the worst this is, must be why the runners are running not not gambling yes it must be yeah so the runners are the runners are done they're set they're sent a set yeah on this damn moving on to uh, people controlling robots with their brain nels classic move classic move a classic move <laughs> controlling robots with your brain in general, I don't like to um, speak ill of things. Okay. Uh, but Jesse, as a professional artist, what? How do you feel about this? Well, this is drawing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. It, okay. this, this to me looks like a retro sci fi cover from like the 70s. I guess so. Maybe it's just the cheesiness of it is doing it. I guess. It, well, well I, I just think, I think we haven't had cheesy looking skinny robots like this in this world before yeah maybe we've that's had, what it we've is we've had elegant also with like a weird laser gun but it's getting projected out of a lady's brain yeah it, it's it's kind of a weird one it's kind of a weird one for sure it is kind of a weird one but the effect is just not weird is not weird <laughs> uh it is quite the opposite um this is a 4-2 hb agenda it's a security agenda for the the two decks that have archivist in it um <laughs> when you score, he's like i told you the skinny robots uh, are coming like okay archivist all right dan <laughs> fine um when you score remote enforcement you may search r&d for a piece of ice install it protecting a remote server paying its install cost and res it ignoring its res cost then shuffle r&d whoa so that doesn't include additional costs so like the sacrifices off you know archer or enforcer whatever. Enforcer, <laughs> no freebies. Um, but uh, otherwise, you just you can just drop. Wait, yeah, you just drop fair, like Fairchild. Yeah, not like Fairchild three, like the Fairchild, the Fairchild, the Fairchild, child. the Fairest Child, um, <laughs> under remote, for... under remote for for like one or two credits. <laughs> that's that's actually this is like. Better Pryrex. This is way better Pryrex. Yeah. We got a 4-2, so it's lowering down the score number. Yep. We can go find whatever the hell you want. You don't need to have placed that archer perfectly or whatever with yeah. Pryrex. This is, a, this is like a pretty strong 4-2. They're yeah. not messing around with this 4-2. Yeah. I mean, like technically, if you really wanted to, uh, but you could, then use this to install an archer, sacrifice this to then res that archer otherwise for free yeah wow not a great exchange <laughs> but it's interesting that it can do that. but you could do that um <laughs> but yeah using this on stuff like fairchild tithonium you know any of those really big like the the, the you know the the, the et2s and all those sure. just big ugly like 8 10 12 res cost ice you just get it for free and that makes it you know and the fact that this is done for free means you probably don't need to recover as much. So you can just slam another agenda in that even worse to get into remote yeah. and just keep going. Yeah, like this 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 keeps your pace up like crazy on that scoring remote. Yeah. Because you can just keep like yeah. adding and adding. Pretty glad that Janice has rotated out. Because <laughs> some people just use this to Janice for free. Yeah, Janice. Oh, boy. Woo! Not great. Uh, staying in the realm of our robot compadres. <laughs> Speak of Janice, kind of. Yes, that's right. Uh, Nels, Nels, what's this? Kamali. Kamali 1.0. 1.0. This is the 1.0, people. This is the first one. Yeah. What's like? He's a little baby. Yeah, it's just a tiny one. He'll get bigger. <laughs> He'll get bigger and meaner. Uh, what's Kamali do? Kamali's a six-cost Sentry Byroid Destroyer AP, and the Classic. AP stands for Always Play. <sighs> the God damn it. Five, if it's five influence. What? No, it's four. Sorry, it's four influence. Yeah. Eyes are fuzzy. Um, the runner can spend click to break any subroutine on Kamali. 1.0, like other bioroids. Classic bioroids. First sub, do one brain damage unless the runner trashes an installed resource. 
Second is do on brain damage unless the runner trashes an installed piece of hardware. Third is do on brain damage unless the runner trashes an installed program. So we're combining a lot of things here. We got the threat of brain damage. We have the 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 like the the trashery of an ichi. We yeah. Have, we have the trashery of like a lab dog or was it lab dog or lab dog? Yeah. Lab dog. Yeah. And uh, and a, and a resource eater as well. Yeah. Potentially. So it's strength three though. That's the main thing. Like three to three strength for a six res is not great. It but, is. But I mean, it's got three subs. Yep. Um. So the, even so, MKUltra Ultra is still six bucks or three and a click. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, if someone face planted into this, they'd be pretty sad because either their rig's getting tore up or their brain's getting tore up. Yeah, either uh, way. I, I and I, I I'm wondering if Kabali 1.0 is going to be moving on up in the versions. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, what else yeah. you add to this though? It's already really expensive. It's already a lot of subs. Yeah, you just have to make it more, more, just more. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, it fits in kind of a weird spot where it's like sort of mid-range century, it's a little bit pricey, and early game, well, no, early game, it, but I guess the difference between in like an Ichi is that early game, you still have to respect it, because, you know, it's it's not like the runner chooses to trash or brain, right? It's like, you take a brain damage unless you throw something away. Yeah, and if you have nothing um, to throw away, you're taking a brain yeah. damage. And unless you hit this first click, you still gotta spend all three clicks. So it's like... The face check on that is, okay, is, like, actually pretty mean. Sure. It's just down the road. You, it's not that taxing is the main thing. That's right. Now, now with all these biroids going around, is there, like, somebody we can put in charge to kind of... Ha! To, to kind of beef a, him up? A warden, perhaps? <laughs> what do you got here, Nels? Warden Fatuma. Uh, a Wonderez 2 influence... Five to trash asset. Um, Looking scary, by the way. Looking oh, very yeah. scary. <laughs> that is one scary lady. Uh, and what it does is that each piece of res bioroid ice gains the runner loses a click, if able, before all of its other subroutines. It's, it's neither cruel nor unusual, merely efficient. Man, so this just adds an extra sub to all the bioroids. Yeah. That basically just eats their... The, a click. Yeah. Because it's either you click to break it or you click to just let it happen. Yeah. I mean, with Architects of Tomorrow, that because you're already going to be up to your bloody eyeballs in Bioroids anyway. Yep. Um, That's pretty good. That's, yeah. And like one, you know, spending effectively like just one credit to res plus your install time and tech slots, obviously, um, to basically chuck a sub on every other piece of ice you've got that are like, kind of ignorable but still really annoying that's not bad yeah it's it's and again like this i think we're seeing a lot of the original uh faction abilities come into full force like stronger yeah. ways here like this is a of course the bioroid thing of like really powerful stuff but you can break mm-hmm. it with enough time this is like yeah. hurting that that yeah. like the clock is ticking kind of aspect yeah it's uh yeah i mean the math on it is not terrible like if you got a dex that that's you know that's an oops all bioroids yep um you know, just just one or two of these could actually be like a thing I would not be excited to see being that, on the other side. Yeah, of that. and that 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 cheap res cost. So even if you have a really low cost Byroid deck, too, yeah, nice and cheap. But she comes out, to, yeah, five to trash. Ugh, ugly, ugly setup. Nels are going on to the Reds. Argentechi pals. Oh man, brought something here. What's sure this? Did. <laughs> they got viral weaponization. That sounds a new so terrible. Four two agenda. Uh, it is also a security agenda, so really, it's a payday for the archivist. Um, when the turn on which you scored viral weaponization ends, do one net damage for each card in the grip. Jeez. So yep. just so you score it. Um, what what I don't understand is um, you score it on on the end of the turn, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can't score it and zap them. So Correct. Good. So yeah, it, it <laughs> oh, is very God. deliberately yeah. engineered so yes. that if you were trying to do some kind of like kill co- combo off of this, you'd have to be doing it pretty strange. Yes. Yeah. Like not impossible, but it would have to be like, oh, do this and then forfeit two false leads. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 this so like what's what's very good about this card that that's 
one second here, sorry. No. Um, what what I really enjoy about this card is like there's there's the kill Jinteki and then there's the attrition Jinteki, yes. right? And this and is definitely, definitely the latter. It's slowing down the runner. It's yeah. gutting their hand. It's, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it does basically force it like after this is scored. I mean, if you're just trying to burn out their cards with you know potential unleashed or whatever, uh, uh, good. You just got rid of a whole bunch. Yep. Um. Uh, and then. You know, they are going to have to take a recovery turn on the next turn for sure. Yep. Like, at least two of their three clicks are going to be drawing or playing draw-type events, right? Yep. Um, so that's actually, like, a pretty good, you know, hey, you're going to have to recover, and then that gives the corp time to recover and blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I mean, you know, again, you can kind of maybe pull some shenanigans of, like, a genetic pavilion and a Ronin, but, you know, <laughs> it's mm, inelegant. That's right. Yeah. So it's but just as a... I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rob you of tempo, and your tempo is gonna be your cards. It's actually not bad. Yep, pretty. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad we're seeing these bigger, stronger four uh, agendas, four two agendas. Yeah, yeah, I dig them. That like they are, you know, because you're always with the four two. It's always like in kind of a weird spot. It's like, well, the effects have to be quite good, but in this case, yeah, yeah, I'd include that in some decks for sure. Very cool. We are not we're, not, we're not, we're not done with our Jinteki friends. We also have Envelope. Yeah. <laughs> or, so, env- or Envelope. You know, I'm not too sure. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably Envelope, it's not pro- Envelope. It's probably Envelope. It's Envelope now. <laughs> yeah, now it's Envelope. It's Envelope. Everybody play, Je- play Envelope. Jesse, tell me about Envelope. <laughs> envelope is an Ice Barrier AP. I didn't even see that. I literally thought it was just Envelope. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird name. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and I'll see the pattern here, but you're gonna see this in the next couple cards. But uh, we're bringing like the fat in faction wall of static. I'm feeling yeah, you know? super cool. So yeah, this, like this cool gear check with a bit of flavor splashed in there from the uh, faction. It is a four cost, three strength barrier that's two influence, two subs, do one net damage, and end the run. On one hand, I know I shouldn't touch it. On the other hand, it was really shiny. Kabadizu. <laughs> It's cool. Yeah, it's totally, it's like, it's just, it, you know, it's a goofy little wall of static with a little bit of a face check pinch on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is not bad. I mean, 4-3, you know, as like, what, that's totally worth, in my opinion, it's worth one more credit than wall of static. Yep. And for the people not playing, for, for all four people not playing Paperclip or Lamb, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit more taxing, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Ah, it's just like kind of a cool little barrier. I like it. It's simple, but but good. Yeah, I I, I, I like that much else to say about it. Really, it's like it. It, it's it's really neat that like you feel a callback to these like older cards, like mm-hmm. with the pairs like callback. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. It's it's, it's, it's cool. Right. right, right, right. Moving right along with our Jinteki friends, Nels. Where, where 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 are we? This looks like like uh, Kash- Ka- uh, Kashik or something. Sure. Like the Wookiee Homeworld? Yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't that have more trees? I guess it would. But they, all, but they all lived in those weird domes. That's true. So what do we got here, Nels? Uh, we have the Mwanza City Grid. Uh, oh, this is so weird. <laughs> oh, and I kind of love it. <laughs> um, you may install this only in the root of HQ or R&D. Uh, zero to res and five to trash, just one influence. Whenever the runner accesses cards from this server, he or she accesses three additional cards. After accessing, gain two credits for each card accessed. This applies even during the run on which the runner trashes Mwanza City Grid. <laughs> so Nels, uh, three additional cards, and you gain two for each card accessed. If I if you if I hit your HQ and you have this upgrade and two other upgrades in there, <laughs> and I hit your hand, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> I am accessing those those upgrades. Oh, I'm I'm accessing those upgrades. No, no, no. it's accessing cards from this server, and upgrades in HQ and R and D are not in that in server. The server. Oh, they are okay, like installed in the root of whatever. It's different. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Still- this is just like, I mean, obviously the thing is, well, it's two things. One, it's like either your deck is just going to be choked so full of traps. Yep. That the one time they're like, okay, fine, I'll run on HQ, I guess. <laughs> and then you're like, cool. There's three snares, or two snares, and a breach dome in here. Right. Buckle up, friendo. Um, and then Mwanza sounds like a rough place to visit. <laughs> yeah, correct. It seems like so nice and inviting, but then you're like, oh no, why does everyone keep looking at me like that? Oh no. Uh, and the other thing that's obviously great for is punitive Counter Strike. That's right. Right. Because you're getting paid. They're more likely to nick the thing, and then you just go punitive, punitive, done. Yeah. Um, 
And the fact that it's one influence means like, you know, weird Asmari EdTech or similar like money focused punitive decks could totally include this and it would just be accelerating them because they're getting paid. And the whole point is like, well, I just want to get a big money lead on you so then I can shoot you in the face after you steal one of my agendas. Right. So this totally does that. Um, Obviously, if the cards they're accessing uh, just put them over a winning number of points before you get a chance to punitive or otherwise uh, retribute, uh, then you feel like a jackass. (laughs) So that's, I guess, the downside of Monza. (laughs) Where it's like, this is fine, this is fine. Oh, <laughs> they, well. They just took all these, like, these <laughs> agendas. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, but it's wacky and wild. I like it. Wait, I man, like it. wait a minute. Can we get Tessa demo running on this? Like, <laughs> Oh, you totally could. Yeah, there we go. Sync it up with the world's most efficient demo run. <laughs> That'd be very good. Yeah. That'd be very good. Uh Moving away from Jinteki Nels. Over to MBN. Over to MBN, what do we have here? Standard procedure. Oh, standard procedure. It is a zero-cost operation. You may play it only if the runner made a successful run during his or her last turn. You name a card type, then reveal the grip. Gain two credits for each card in the grip that has the named type. There's, There's got to be easier ways to get money, is there? Yeah! Um... Yeah, I mean, but the fact that it's like it's a zero to play, and, and you, you only s- need to nail, and you and you get to see the grip, so you you're going to grip. see the runner's grip regardless, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's um, good. Which is like has some value for sure. Um, and you only need to like only two of those five cards need to be of the right type for you to get paid. That's right, right? And there's only four types for the runner anyway, and like unless they're playing some super weird deck, you can probably just not ever say hardware. Yeah. So effectively, you're guessing between between three types. As long as there's two of a of a type in their five card grip, it's as good as a hedge fund. But you can play it from zero, from zero and you get some information. And information compared like comparing this to bias reporting, obviously they're different. Um, but it's not that bad, especially if you're playing that. Um, oh, the weird when tag the runner has to play with their cards face up. Oh yeah, NBN ID that nobody ever played from. <laughs> Wait, 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 it isn't t- tagged. Wasn't it just always or no? It is when they're tagged. Oh, jeez. Whenever okay. the runner is tagged, they got to reveal their grip. But you could totally sync this with this. And even if the tags <laughs> are transitory, you you, know, you definitely know how to get paid. That's right. Um, That's right. That 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 is that card is ironically named then if you need to do that amount of like work. Well, yes. <laughs> it's a standard procedure. It's only taken like, you know, six months of planning. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but in the, obviously you can you can combo it up with Salem's Hospitality. Yep. Right to make sure that Salem's always hits, and that can actually be pretty vicious. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I think it's not. It's not bad. Sure, actually, the fact I, that it doesn't cost you anything. So even if you completely whiff, you now know it's in the runner's grip. Yeah, that's I'm, not bad. I'm actually noticing a lot of zero cost cards here in this yeah. set. You know? Right, because like you know the, uh, am I going to score or do they have a stim hack? And the fact that you can do this to figure that out, not useless. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about intake. NBN got an ambush now as well called Intake. It's a zero cost, zero to trash ambush upgrade, which is sweet. If Intake is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. When the runner accesses Intake Trace 4, if successful, add an installed program or, or virtual resource to the grip. Ignore this ability if the runner accesses Intake from archives. So we got that... NBN hiccup, the slowdown, yeah. the put it back, but it's not on the stack now. It's just back in their grip. Yeah. Um, obviously, that can be a significant tempo hit. Yep. And the corp gets to choose Yeah, that's, that's which good. thing it is, which is nice. Um, but obviously, it does, it does nothing if the runner doesn't have any programs or virtual resources. <laughs> it, it, it is free, and it's a trace four, though. That's Yeah. Um, so it's not, and it trashes for free, so, like, the runner's almost always going to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so it's not bad. It's, it's just, it's mostly, like, tricky to imagine the deck that you, choose, like, this is worth one or two slots for, I guess, right? Sure. If you have, like, other weird stuff that synergizes with traces, maybe. But, but I like, aren't those kind of on the wayside? Or, like, aren't they kind of gone now? I'm wondering uh, about... There's the Mumbad one, sure. so... Oh, okay, the, sure, um, sure. The Mumbad, the one... 
tech. There's a tech. Anyway, it's the you lose, you gain a credit, and the runner loses a credit every single time. There's a trace. Cool. Um, so that would be kind of annoying. But it's just like okay, well, if this versus product placement, mm-mm, it's tricky. But like, it's yeah, I mean, access it and you lose at least four creds or one of your programs. Annoying for sure. Yeah, you want to yeah. you want like you want to match that? Or do you want to replay your program? Like, yeah. I think it's pretty good for financial draining. Good job, NVN. True. True, true, true. Moving on to our flavor of infaction wall status. Weird Barrier, yeah. Yeah, Weird Barrier. What's this one, Nels? Mazvingo. This is with our green buddies at Wayland. Is a three to res, three strength, two influence barrier. Uh, Mazvingo can be advanced. When you res Mazvingo, place one advancement token on it, and Mazvingo gains end the run. For each advancement token. It's so cool. It's like wall static, yeah. but it comes with a little token on it. Yes. Advancement. We, of course, can use these advancements to slide around, score stuff, and, and yeah, in general, be, be, be pretty cool. What is it funny is if you yeah, actually it's, move it, it all be, off, it, it, it loses its little sub, and it just is a three-strength piece of ice with no sub. It's naked, yes. <laughs> you want to leave at least one there, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, but the fact that, you know, you can sync this up with SSO, to just dump a ton of advancements on it. Yeah. And then you have like a three to res barrier that has like four or five subroutines on it. Yeah, it's like a hive that just doesn't, doesn't go away. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's totally like that in SSO specifically is like, whoo, whoo. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Pretty good job, Wayland. I like it. Like, very solid, very classic Wayland. You're seeing the advancement tokens being used. Yeah. And because, like, you know, even even in the land of everyone's run paperclip, like, you can easily get this thing up to th- th- four tokens, no problem. So then paperclip's still going to have to pay. Like, it only gets freebies when it's, when it's only got the one. So it's pretty cool. I think it's, like, a good barrier for sure. Yeah, and Wayland's got the money to, 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 to slam on those advancements and to res us no problem. Yeah. So. And there's enough other synergis- synergistic stuff now, both with SSO and other cards that are actually pretty good to play with this where it's just like because there aren't like the the thing that's always tricky is like okay you've got you know all your weird hortums and all the other weird like colossi and yep. the, the big advanceable things but it's like none of the barriers it's like what do you got you got like ice wall and hadrian's yeah and fi- all of the firewall like it's just stopping it, like, right it's not possible um, so this one is actually like Oh, this is actually like a nice barrier that can synergize because if the thing you get turn one, you know, is is Oak Town and this, and you're playing SSO, you're like, okay, I can go for that. Yeah, sure, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just the the anything that increases the number of like ice you've got to do that advanceable stuff with that is actually good, and you're not just bringing like an ice wall up to strength four or whatever. <laughs> yes, pretty nice, very cool. Finally. Uh, the green guys brought one more thing to the party, and that is the Overseer Matrix. Yeah, tell me about the Overseer Matrix, Jesse. It's a one-cost upgrade, four influence, two to trash. Whenever the runner trashes a card in this server, you may pay one to give the runner one tag. This applies even during the run on which the runner trashes Overseer Matrix. Yeah. Cool. So, really cheap ways to tag, and if he has to trash a lot of stuff, just put things he needs to trash in there. And uh, he's going to have to trash two things. That's so going to be two tags for two bucks. Yeah. Pretty decent. Especially if you're, like... I mean, I don't I don't know how if people are spinning this up a ton or not, but... Good or Garen, where you're like, I'm just going to get more money than you and give, get you hard-hitting news. Like, when well, you're already paying one to access this card because it's in a Gagarin remote... And then it's like, okay, hey, oh my god, gotta pay more or get more tech. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, it's like a death by a thousand cuts to your bank yeah. account. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. And then once you're at zero credits, they just blow you up. Yep. Um, kind of nasty. Yeah, pretty cool. Like an, an interesting way for 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 defense. Yeah, I think it's uh, and weirdly, like if the runner goes broke having to pay this to avoid the tags before they've finished accessing all the Gagarin cards. And they just can't access any more cards in that server. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah. So the Matrix Overseer, uh, sorry, the Overseer Matrix needs to be like in, <laughs> in space, obviously. Because that's what Clearly, you're yes. going to be doing. Perfectly. Overseer Matrix in space confirmed. <laughs> no, this is where it should be. There we Hanging out there it. among the satellites with Apex. <laughs> I don't even know if Apex is in space. I don't know. Isn't he, in, isn't he in a little bit of an in all of us? 
<laughs> that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Surrounds us and binds us. That's right. Um, that's going to do it. That's going to be it for, for us. The damn. This came in. This came in a little bit hot last minute, so we didn't have time to solicit questions. That's right. But if folks have any questions about the final pack, which we'll be talking about pretty soon, Kampala Ascendant or Rain and Reverie, which is probably the next thing we're going to get. Great. I think, because they haven't announced the next cycle yet, but they have announced Rain and Reverie. Okay. So that'll probably be the next thing. Super. Um, folks, have any questions about that or just other cool netrunner things, they should hit us up. Yeah. As always, thank you so much to Mr. Gordon McClattery from Michelle LePitt Audio for helping us record and engineer this thing and pour our honeyed voices into your ears. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot of Sawbones. This is this is completely aside, but I've been listening to a lot of Sawbones, which is the podcast that Justin McElroy and his wife, Sydney do all about medical history. Okay. And the amount of stuff that old, like old timey, like Romans and Greeks did to fix earaches that involved like just smashing up a mouse. Wow. And putting it in your ears. Significant. So if that was just once, I would think that is significant. <laughs> yeah. It was all the time. It's like, do you have an earache? Boil this mouse. <laughs> Matt, like combine it with like some ash from a weird burned tree and then just smear it into your ear and then your ear will feel better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's the sort of thing. I mean, they talk about this, but it's the sort of thing where it's like someone did that once and then apparently other people were like, oh, that worked, huh? I'm going to find me a mouse. The doctor's like, oh, wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> just walking and smashing my That's like, I mean, like, there are many things in history where it's like, it's very strange that this caught on. But that's one of those things in particular that's like, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that putting a smashed up burned mouse body in your ear would make your ear feel better. But you know what does make your ear feel better? The sound of our voices being poured in after being so delicately massaged by Mr. Gordon McLattery. That's right. Um, yeah, so if folks have any questions, whatever, hit us up on Twitter at Term7 or email us Terminal7 at idlethumbs.net. And finally... Thank you very much, Mr. Ed Harrison, for letting us use his track, Tin Soldiers, the Neo Tokyo OST, as our intro and outro music. If you want to grab that business, and you totally should, it's on SoundCloud and Spotify or at edharrison.bandcamp.com. Sweet. Perfect. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. And the cat's mic.